How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. We have a special guest, everybody, on the TRM show. My name is Matthew Park, and you can see his smiles. You can see his arms. You can literally see his background. Uh, this guy is, well, I call him Magic McCoy. He probably has other names he called himself. But his name is Greg McCoy, dear friend, TRM leader, gym owner, entrepreneur, amazing human, has a quote, nice guys finish first. I love that quote, Greg. Welcome to the show back, buddy. Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for, for having me back. Always enjoy to uh, spend some time with you guys. Right back at you, man. Right back at you. Um, it's funny, we were talking about, you know, first meeting uh, about four years ago, and we're walking in Hidden Gym for the first time. You just bought the gym. You know, it was like just kind of skeleton phase. And seeing where, where you are now, it's just about four years and three gyms, large team, all these trainers you have in your facilities. You just bought a third location. Man, you, you're soaring over there in Dallas, buddy. Yeah, it's been pedal to the metal. And that's, I guess, explains why four years ago feels like six months ago. Um, but yeah, it's amazing how much time has gone by since we met. And yeah, it's um, a lot has changed, uh, mostly all for the good, too. So that's that's great. And, and same for your business. It's, um, you know, uh, things of TRM have definitely grown up since uh, those, those 2019 days. There's a reason we we snagged you as one of our TRM leaders, you know. Yeah, I don't. I was willing. I was a willing, uh, willing prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really always loved, going, of course, going into your office. And you know, one thing I've always appreciated about you is those things on the back wall. Of course, you have for your core values, which are community, education, and uh, philanthropy. Yep. Which is, uh, if you guys ever get to meet Greg or have the chance to meet Greg or go to his gyms. And get a chance to know Greg, you'll realize his passion, his community, of course, his big thing on always learning and growing and adding more value to him and his team and his company, and also giving back um, is just unbelievable. It's one of the few people I've ever met in the in the gym world who actually really genuinely actually cares and also is a nice guy, but don't let that fool you. He's also a driven machine and gets stuff done behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. That's, I mean, very, very, very flattering. But yes, yeah, certainly there's the, <clears throat> the the dominator personality that that is behind it, behind the nice guy. So I want to look back, Greg, for one second, because obviously when I first met you, you had also been in gyms for 13 years before, right? So when you first got into this gym, what was going on in your mind four years ago when you first bought that, you know, it was kind of almost like a really small location. What's happening in your mind then? And what was, you know, compared to, of course, where things are going for you now? What was that shift for you? What was the happening for you at that time? I would love to tell this story. And I don't know if I've really told it, uh, Please tell it. Yeah. at all. But um, so I had uh, my first gym in 2009, which kind of evolved into my second gym in 2013. And then uh, I sold that gym in 2018. Um, and not really for good reasons. I was in a partnership that I wanted out of. Um, and I had kind of been out positioned in a way that I was going to leave with next to nothing. Um, and so that was a, that like 2018 was kind of a dark year for me. 
but I'll tell you what, um, you know, it, it to me and, you know, I know, Matt, you're a man of faith. So if, if that's not your thing and you're listening, just bear with me. But, you know, I really believe God put me in a place and time I, I visited. Tana was doing a photo shoot, my wife at a gym I had never heard of in Dallas. And I, that's rare for me being in the business for so long. So I was like, cool, let me just pop over um, to see the gym and say hello. And I did. And they had like all this, like all these crazy pieces of equipment that only someone that really knows what they're doing would have. Like they had like eccentric hooks and like all these little things where I'm like, okay, whoever owns this, like knows the thing or two. So I was like, let me know who runs this place. I'd like to meet him. And so mm-hmm. I come back and I walk into the office of a guy named Chad Hackler. And Chad is um, a, a religious mentor of mine now, a spiritual mentor is probably a better way to say it. And he has never met me before, knows nothing about me and never heard of Metroflex or Destination or anything. Hidden Gem didn't exist at this point. And he just starts talking to me like it wasn't it didn't feel like it was from him. He was like, Greg, uh, God put something in your heart. Um, Don't expect it to go away. Um, You need to I, I see you as a leader in the community and you need to you have a community of people, even if you don't have a building anymore. So you need to keep the community alive and you don't know why yet, but that's going to pay off. And I was like, I cried, man. It was like the craziest thing. And so through that year of 2018, I knew nothing about, I didn't even know that I wanted to re-enter the gym business. I was so bitter about what happened, but I started hosting field trips to gyms around town for my old members to go to. We started having barbecues in the park. Um, just doing things to like keep that group that had been with me for a decade at that point. Um, and then the opportunity to buy what was called the den, which is now hidden gym that came about 11 months in, I had kind of told myself I was going to take a 12 month hiatus and, you know, 11 months and 15 days, like knocked on the door, like, Hey, we're thinking about selling. Are you interested? And I was like, I am very interested. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that literally is literally is four years ago, Greg. Yeah. 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 We opened it been four and a half years that we've had hidden gym and Allen open. Wow. And then of course, from there, you know, you got the second location was more of a corporate location, a little bit smaller location, but very high end. And now you just opened up a large third location that actually is quite uh, like next level. Correct. Yeah. It's, you know, this interesting kind of in my gym ownership path, this gym, the one I'm in now, this is an Allen, the one we're talking about four and a half years. This was my first time to do a turnaround. Mm. So I had started two gyms from scratch at this point. I had helped with other gym owners, you know, kind of in a consulting uh, position. But this is my first time to take a failing gym and turn it around. And I learned a lot of expensive, hard lessons doing that. Um, but it has its advantages. And so, you know, I was like, if I could get it right, you know, knowing what I know now, um i think it would be great and so this gym that we bought march of this year 2023 uh, um it was also a failing gym they were ready to just call it quit sell you know sell off the equipment um and just kind of cut their losses but it ended up being a win-win for both of us we were able to get it at a good price and the owner who also owned the building is now a happy profitable landlord so uh and the members got to stay uh so you know, it's uh, hopefully a win, a win all around uh, for all of us. What's what was your mindset four years ago when you first bought the gym called the den at the, at the time? 
now hidden to what it is now? Um, well, it's a lot, it's a lot more accurate now. You know, I think in the beginning, you know, it was like, well, I've had some success in the past. I'll try to do some of that again, but I also want to evolve. Um, and I had a lot of doubts about, you know, at that point, and this is where TRM really played a pivotal role in, in hidden gym success was I basically was running the gym much like very i take it very serious it is my only job i treat it as i try to be the best operator i can i'm very professional about it i use personal training as like pocket money so i was just like and that was for me to live because the gym hadn't wasn't profitable yet so i would train clients kind of for my my money and then the gym was working on turning itself around and then i meet matt and I'm like meeting coaches that are doing 10 and you know, I don't know that we had anyone over 20 at that point, 10 and 20, you know, back in those days. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like they treat their PT business like I treat the gym. And I'm over here making pocket money when I should be, you know, in a four figure income just from PT, you know, and that, you know, has since evolved to Hidden Gym's training department. You know, now we're you know, multiple months into the 40,000s. So, um, you know, that was really where that evolution happened, meeting you at that time. Wow. And for those of course hearing that guys, it actually is per month. So you guys know it's per income per month in the business. And it, it's cool hearing that, Greg, because even right now you look at your business you have yeah. and the trainers you have a part of your team, because you have a model where you've got a team and also freelance. Is that correct? We've capped freelance. We don't um, take those on anymore. I've got a couple kind of legacy trainers that are so much a part of the, the community and stuff like they they operate their business and that's cool. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a team of I have uh, six coaches in this location and three coaches in Richardson um, that all work for Hidden Gym. We generate leads. They follow our sales process. It's all run. You know, we all work together as a team. I love that. I love that. So the new location you've built is how big? Uh, 14,000 square feet. But you actually bought that, a, a, an old gym as well. You rebought that gym, redid yeah. everything, and it's all, you know, revamped. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, called Monster Bodybuilding and Fitness. Um, they had a pretty successful MMA program going on in there, um, but they, you know, just had didn't have enough members. They were losing a large amount of money every month. So we kind of assessed the situation came up with a fair purchase price for the equipment and the, the member base that they did have. Um, and then, yeah, we started rebranding everything. Uh, we've kind of the sale closed early February. Uh, we got the keys, met the staff, started rebranding March 1st. So when you were, cause right now, of course you still, do you still do any, any PT at all right now, Greg, or is PT I train two clients. Oh, I train one client in person, yeah. uh, geo. He's my boy. Uh, we've been working together for years um when i opened the newest location the other like couple legacy clients that i have they're they're working with other coaches i might come back i might not mm -hmm. and then i work with four or five online uh prep clients that i've had for years um you know it's enough that i can kind of keep it in my head yeah um, and it keeps me involved so a very limited amount so what advice would you give a coach or an entrepreneur listening right now, of course, who has a maybe a studio or one gym or just opening up their own gym, who obviously has a big load of clients as well, too? What would you give them as far as advice? I think you need to decide, you know, um, it, of course, you know, the, the bigger you want to be, the more specialized you're going to need to be. And so if you have ambitions to own a large facility or multiple facilities, 
um, you need to decide, do I need to groom a, a general manager that's talented enough to run that so that you can work on your clients? Or do you need to have a team of trainers that can work with the clients while you focus on the business? Because it's going to get to a point where you're going to start being bad at both. And that's not good for anybody. <laughs> hundred percent. So right now, are you at a place right now where eventually you like say in the next four years, also I should make that a question. So in four years from now, where do you see you in your business, Greg? I don't, um, you know, I kind of, yeah, I kind of break into promise to myself because I didn't train people for a four or five year period in the past. And I was like, well, I don't think I'll ever do that again. I love training. Um, but you know, it's like, I'm having so much fun growing this company. And I kind of get the same high, like growing and training employees that I got working with people. Like it's the same reward, like to take somebody that, you know, has a raw skill set and help them grow their career. Um, I kind of get the same reward from that. And so I'm honestly just like so dialed on growing this company and, and growing our team and, um, and all of that. I, you know, that's, I don't see myself, you know, coming back. And I've also like, I'm so excited growing new trainers that it's like that that's better to me. Like I love watching them succeed. And some of them are just frankly better than me at, at some of the training modalities where I'm like, they're those clients are better off, you know, um, especially like, you know, all my education lately has been business focused. Like I am doing, you know, one or two things every year, you know, for my PT knowledge. And it's more so for me as a bodybuilder, but, uh, you know, most of my focus is growing as a, as a business owner. So do you see in the next four years, so of course we kind of covered the last four years and what yeah. changed for you, you know, in the multiple areas, the next four years, do you almost see it as, you know, keep optimizing the three locations you have, and then maybe, maybe you add a fourth location in there or a couple more locations, or is it more of optimizing what you currently have or what's your thoughts there, Greg? No, we want to grow. Um, you know, I think it'll be one year in this coming March that we'll have had this other facility. We're on target with what I wanted. If we get to that target, you know, March will really be when I decide. But if we hit that target, you know, I'll be on the scout for number uh, kind of 3.5. So and, you know, I've had success, you know, buying gyms that are failing. So there's always kind of like depends on opportunities. Yeah um otherwise we'll be looking at something to start from scratch you know kind of been we've been growing in like 12 to 15 mile jumps so that's kind of what we're looking at can you speak on the power of focus because i love what you said greg about how you really took your pt side and you know went to the you know your pros which are obviously your coaches and really let them take the reins and focus more on the business yeah yeah i mean it's uh you've got to be laser focused and you know it's especially as the stakes get higher and the scale gets bigger. Um, I constantly audit what I'm working on and what I'm doing and it will stretch you. Um, I guess it depends on your personality. It's a stretch for me yeah. to release responsibility. Um, and so, especially in something you're passionate about, like coaching, you know, so it's very, it was very hard for me letting clients go to new trainers, but, you know, I'd say nine out of 10 times I have been pleasantly surprised versus upset um, because they've done a great job nurturing clients that were with me for a long time. And those clients are happy. And I don't, you know, I don't disappear. I still check on them and um, pop into their sessions and stuff like that. But it, uh, yeah, you've got to, you can't get spread thin. It's so bad for, for you and for your business. 
Oh, I lost the audio, Matt. That was a Cayman thing, buddy. Yeah, there we go. We're back. Okay, there we go. I got you. We're back. <laughs> the Wi-Fi here is sometimes kicks out. But uh, when new ideas kind of come in or or thoughts come in, you know, with business ideas, like what, what's kind of your thought process around that? Is it evaluate if it fits the core model or what's what's Greg's way? Yeah, I think uh, as you hone in on what your business is good at, um, you got to focus on the things that it's really good at. So I don't honestly shop opportunities that often anymore. Um, if it's not like I know exactly where we're going and what needs to be accomplished. And if it's going to distract me from that, I'm probably going to say no. Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned that the hard way because I used to investigate everything because I'm so optimistic and I like love working with new people. But you know, at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm laser focused on what we're doing. And if it doesn't fall in line with that, I don't even really want to spend the time talking about it. Um, that's not to say like, I've got great friends, you know, someone like Matt or Steve or, or Todd or some of my friends that, you know, I've known forever. If they had something in mind, I would, of course, hear them out. But there's a it'd be a rare, yeah. rare occurrence that you would deviate my attention at all. But I love what you shared there, Greg, because that lesson, I think, should be heard amongst multiple platforms, you know, so I love what you shared there about focus. Uh, the next thing I want to ask you about more is an is a in-depth question about your why. Like, okay. what is your why? What is your drive to keep building Hidden Jam, building your teams? What's your drive there? Yeah, you know, for me, it goes back to a spiritual thing. Like, I, you know, I, I truly believe this uh, this this path was kind of uh, laid out for me. It's There's a reason I was like, wanting to go to the gym at five years old and um you know a reason that i love so much about like this just falls in line with my personality and my passion so there's a quote that i like to use which is um your vocation in life is where your greatest passion meets the world's greatest need and so for me that was like a very clarifying quote like okay why do i have this passion for health and fitness and and make an impact using that um and and this passion for business to scale that passion for fitness. Um, and it's because the world is just getting less healthy. Like we know more than ever, um, our results are going backwards. Um, so I hope that I can be some small agent of change um, in, in making this, this world a healthier, happier place. Oh, shoot. I lost you again on sound. Man, sorry, buddy. That's what okay. What advice would you give a brand new gym or studio owner for the first time? Man, I think you've got to uh, you've got to invest in some coaching or at least really study um, to, to find out what are these benchmarks that you need to be hitting. I know stuff that I'm focused on now that I wish I was focused on 13 years ago is like there's all kinds of information out there about you know, what, what percentage of your uh, revenue should payroll be? What percentage of your revenue should rent be? Like know what your metrics need to be and really try to drive your business to hit those because it's going to be a lifelong challenge. Even when you know what it is, it's not easy to do. <laughs> so the sooner you can start like trying to make the business like really hit certain benchmarks, the better off you'll be. So I think one area I want to hit is almost a pain point for these gym owners and trainers that I want, because of course you've gone, you went through it, Greg, is when you own a small gym or a studio, I'm just going to use, you know, the term small for now, because yeah. uh, of course yours is more of a mid-sized to larger gym, but smaller gym. And you're also training clients online or in person. Like wh where do you go from there? Because I think a lot of trainers struggle with balancing both as they want to grow. Sure. Yeah. I think that's kind of like I was saying, like you've kind of got to decide. And if, if you are the kind of, 
the head coach, the namesake of the gym, like likely you really need to continue training. Um, and you probably want to. Yeah. Um, so you're going to really need to find people that can operate your facility um, in a way that keeps it going in the right direction. And so you're not getting pulled, you know, dealing with, you know, account management, dealing with the door system issue, dealing with insurance, like all these things that a facility creates this endless to do list of yeah. and fires um, and that you're focusing on uh, probably servicing clients and sales calls. I would assume like if you are you know, the one that's propelling growth, you know, you're focused on social media posts to drive uh, consults. You're focused on doing those consults on follow ups, um, you know, and really driving the PT revenue. So let's talk a little more deeper on that. So right now, what would you say is your main roles right now with the company? I mean, I kind of feel like the big assistant, <laughs> but I'd say, you know, at the top, you know, it's, it's, it's visionary, you know, I need to keep a constant image in people's mind about where we're going. Yeah. So I have to, you know, consciously cast vision and make mm -hmm. sure like, okay, where we are now is not where we're going. Um, so though you may see this as our reality, like this is what we're going for. Yeah. So I have to talk about that like relentlessly. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm training and working with my managers to help them train, you know, the, those that are now under them. So, you know, like I hosted three different sales trainings this week alone, you wow. know, for membership sales at both locations in a PT sales focused meeting. So um, we're doing homework assignments if you're under certain metrics. Like I, and I kind of do a lot of that stuff um to support my managers who are really dealing with all of the you know more like detail level work and then i'm just trying to make sure our, our team is hitting its benchmarks i love that so when you because one thing I, I noticed with you greg is your ability to actually number one lead your team and number two is you're able to actually keep you know keep key members of your team you know supported growing what would you say are key things you number one look for people whenever you find them or number two how do you keep them Gosh, yeah, such an important topic. And I, I have to say that's been a big part of our success, too, has been continuity of staff. Of course. Um, I've got people that have been here. Well, I have people that have been with me a decade, but I've got, you know, those that kind of started with Hidden Gym have been here since day one or day negative 10, you know. Yeah. Um, and we put a ton of effort into them and that's reward based. I mean, they're compensated well, better than just about anyone else in the area for their position. Uh, they've got great bonus structures. And then we celebrate wins together. And that's a big part of our culture. Yeah. Like if we hit the goal, we're going to have a meal. If we hit our stretch goal, we're going to do a meal plus an activity. And we've been crushing it. So we've we've been axe throwing. We've been doing uh, zombie hunting, uh, <laughs> virtual reality. We've been shooting bows and arrows. Like we go hang out like pretty much once a month because we continue to hit goals. So and that just like it, it makes it work a fun place to be um, where we do team building activities along with that. So we all kind of know how one another works, which makes us perform better. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, it's embedded in everything you do and that that, uh, you know, and that culture gets created. And it's very easy to see when you're interviewing someone, they fit the culture or they don't. And then. You know, they need the competence as well. But we kind of interview like, well, culturally, will you be a will you fit in here? And if you will, are you competent in your position? And if you check both boxes, like we're going to give you a shot. 
So you, you meet with your, your, okay. So of course you have your trainers and you have your, probably your, like your actual like staff team. Yeah. Right. So you meet your trainers. How frequently? Every other week we do uh, our trainer meeting and then we'll sprinkle in only about half of my trainers sell. Mm -hmm. And so we'll sprinkle in sales meetings in between those as needed. Okay. And then how often do you see your staff for, for, for their team meetings, their staff? Each location weekly. Got it. Cool. Excellent. And then, then I meet with my managers weekly and then monthly they create a plan of action for the month ahead. And we review that together yeah. and make sure like that the month ahead of us is laid out. Is there also like everyone's together meetings for you guys? Yeah, it's not frequent, but we do them, especially like we try to celebrate together. Like if, if PT hit goal and membership hit goal, we're going to go out together. Um, if both locations and both PTs hit goal, like it's a big party. Um, and then we do usually like twice a year, almost like a hidden gym conference. And always the, the one at the start of the year is the most fun because we like we put these crazy growth numbers up from like day one to now. Yeah. And the percentages are like, oh, you're, uh, you know. Our, our five-star reviews went up 8,000% over the last four years or whatever, you know, fun. It's like we try to quantify the progress and it turns into like a pretty like pump up session. That's now do you guys do like more of a like a thing at the top golf or where do you guys go for these meetings, Greg? Uh, for the conference, we'll like we'll rent a conference space like the facility at Pegasus Park. They have beautiful conference rooms and oh. and I'll usually bring in a guest speaker like I know you've contributed videos for that before. I've had mental performance coaches kick us off yeah. um, and then we'll do a lunch. Well, it's usually like an all day thing. So we'll we'll go over a couple topics in the morning, have lunch, a couple topics. And then um, usually I don't do an activity on those days so they don't get too long. But um, yeah, they're they're fun. And there's like we'll we'll some of it's very business focused and like, OK, these are the metrics we got to hit and like we're responsible to make this happen. And then some of it's more like, um, you know, looking at, all right, this is how much the team grew. And these are the uh, things that are on our hearts about our, you know, we want to continue to keep philanthropy as a thing. So it's like the best story I have is in the two years ago, we had a, a young lady who was affected by suicide, you know, in her, you know, immediate circle. And so, you know, she's in tears and just saying like, I really want to do something you know, related to suicide prevention this year. So of course, everyone on the team is like done. Like we're going to, this is a priority. We need to help. Um, so we did like, we participated in a suicide prevention walk and we raised all this money. It was really, really cool, but I liked it. Cause it wasn't like me saying we're going to give back to suicide. Cause I told you to, it was like, it came from a place of hurt within our own team you know, and then everybody came together in a way that was bigger than I would have, you know, put it together and really like did something neat. What I love, Greg, is you actually on this whole talk, you hit all your three core values. <laughs> nice. OK. Like almost like <laughs> you spoke about community, you spoke education, because, of course, you know, all the events you put on, bringing guest speakers. Now, they're, of course, getting back on philanthropy. So it's kind of cool to hear all these things. Where did those core values come from? I, you know, I kind of whittled them down over time. Like, um, you know, it was not like in a brainstorming session or something. I mean, I guess it kind of was, but I felt like these were the things that made our facility, our facility yeah. and looking ahead, I was like, okay, like from, we kind of had a chance, like after, you know, kind of getting burned and needing to leave, you have a chance to start from scratch again, which can be a big advantage. And 
you know, basically said like, okay, these are the tenants I want to build this gym on. And we're going to make sure that in everything we do, we honor these three things. Um, and it's been so great. Like people join, you know, either join the gym or want to work here because they relate to those things too. And it's, you know, it's kind of, it's cool to watch them really live and breathe as part of the gym. It's amazing because you, you I look at the back of your wall right now. It almost like subliminally conditions me on the three <laughs> core values of Hidden Gym. I see your yeah. logo. It's actually great branding, Greg. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, totally. Um, one last question is, sure. what book have you read in the last maybe year or two that was a big impact for you, Greg? Gosh, I read constantly. Let me thank get you. my good, Goodreads app out and I will tell you. <laughs> Let me pick this one. You guys want to add me on Goodreads? I'm a big bookworm. You can see what I've been reading. Yeah, plug in Goodreads, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. I've been reading a lot of John Maxwell lately. I'm kind of late to the party with him. Let's see. I'm sorry that this is taking too long. What what, get, what comes to mind? What comes to mind that actually when you read that one the last year that really kind of hit home for you? You know. You know. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, honestly, it's this is not going to be like a personal development book. It was uh, Ed Connors. If, are you familiar with Ed Connors? I'm not. No. Okay. Ed Connors. Uh, the book is called The Three Muscle Tears. And oh. Ed, uh, after Joe Gold and then one interim owner, Ed was one of the three owners of Gold's Gym. Really? Um, and to hear his story of franchising Gold's and also the startup of Gold's and then kind of like a hands-on account of the Arnold days yeah. and uh, the story of golds. And then Ed actually was like one of the probably original talent scouts for the fitness industry and in WWE. He had over 600 people stay at his home in Venice. Wow. Um, so the names and stories are just crazy. So it, you know, if you're into fitness and you're going to read about names that you definitely know um, and the story of golds from his perspective is really, really cool. So uh, and Ed actually is in Austin now, so we're supposed to to hang out. But um, yeah, that was that was a really fun book and inspiring and entertaining. That's actually kind of cool, almost like the backstory yeah. of gold. You know, it is. It's really really neat. Not and it's not. I've you know been in the industry a long time, and I didn't realize it. You know, realize the storyline. Any last thoughts, Greg? Man, I don't think so. If you guys are listening to this, and if you made it this far, um, you're dedicated. So. Um, you're probably going to do great in your business, but, um, you know, TRM is such an awesome resource, uh, free resources like this are great, but obviously getting in and doing the coaching, you know, I'm such an advocate for, uh, uh, what we are doing. I am still part of the team here, even if I'm a little uh, less involved, but, um, yeah, I think you're in the right place. That's what I would say. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, buddy. And, uh, where can we follow you, Greg? So of course you got multiple handles here. You got your own personal, of course you got hidden gems. Yeah, um, I am not as active as I used to be uh, working on that. But yeah, Instagram, greg.w.mccoy, um, and then Hidden Gym. Our website's hiddengym.net. We're on every uh, social platform. So you can, we're, we're trying not to be too hard to find despite the name. Oh, sorry, Kim, one more time. It's that Cayman thing, buddy. You know, yeah. three, three, uh, three strikes were, were Caymanized, you know? <laughs> So, guys, go follow Greg. Go follow Hidden Gym, guys. If you guys are in Dallas, go check out Hidden Gym, guys. I will say it's one of the coolest places to go in Dallas. I'm actually serious, guys. You go into Hidden Gym, the culture, they're super – you go to the front door, they're super friendly. They, they make you feel so welcome. 
the energy in the gym is absolutely electrifying. I love the branding of the black and white, by the way, just so you know, Greg, the branding is super cool. But the equipment, the energy, the, the training you're seeing, of course, all the people training in the gym is absolutely phenomenal, Greg. So I love that. Much appreciate that. So guys, if you're listening, go follow us at Trainer of Any Multiplier or at Hidden Gym. And we'll go from there, guys. Greg, wishing you a fantastic day, guys. And uh, much appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Train Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Train Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Train Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.